Hi and welcome to The Practice Gap, the podcast for closing the gap between the practice you have and the one that you want. I'm Elizabeth, a chiropractor, a business owner, coach and entrepreneur on a mission to help you move from frustration and overwhelm to clarity, focus and joy in practice. Hi, Atle Thorstensen from Egersen, Norway. Hi, Elizabeth. It's so good to have you back. It's nice to be back. Today's topic is going to be health and money. Ooh. Ooh. It's a dangerous uh, topic. Oh, oh, it's a super dangerous yeah. topic. However, it's super important. A lot of young pr- pr- uh, practitioners, they come home from school with lots of debt and they uh, think they're going to earn a lot of money or not even a lot, at least enough to pay their bills. Yeah. And then they realize... And hopefully most of them do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, most of them do. But some people find it super hard. Yeah, it is, it is hard in the beginning. And also, it's especially women also, they are sometimes working in clinics and they are scared of getting kids. I just talked with one of my younger colleagues yesterday and she said a lot of her friends, they are afraid of being away from practice to get kids because they are they are afraid of the economic situation, uh, situation and they have so much fear that some of them actually quit chiropractic yeah. and they go to work yeah. for some security. Yeah. And it's just, it bleeds my heart it's, that this uh, is happening. It breaks your heart when the, when that happens. And but I know, it, unfortunately, it happens. It's uh, it's sad because they spent so many years becoming what they want, and then they can't. They're not able to continue because of economic reasons. For a lot of also younger chiropractor, they are afraid of setting or value their own worth. So they have. They are afraid of uh, telling the patient to come back. What they they are afraid to make the plan that really the patient needs because they think it oh this is expensive it's costing too much where do you even start if that's your mindset and attitude yeah if that's your mindset and attitude then you better change it pretty quickly because uh, if you're gonna i mean being in in chiropractic practice it's it's awesomely fun you know and i've always said i would do it for free if i uh, if i could but uh, the truth of the matter is if you don't make money on it you're not going to be able to to do it because you need to support your family to be able to do what you what you love so you've got to get paid one way or another but i i think for me i got two really good uh, pieces of advice when I was young. First of all, you should treat every patient like it's free or like she's your, uh, he or she is your mother or, or father that, uh, who you hopefully <laughs> don't charge. So you you do what the patient needs and not what their wallet needs. And then uh, secondly, I remember Jim Parker, he was at, um, he was a famous chiropractic speaker. He went, came to one of the homecomings in Danbert and he said uh, that money is the byproduct of services rendered. So instead of focusing on money, focus, focus on the services you give. If you want to give a good service, then you need to treat the patient as many times as the patient's needs to be treated. You shouldn't treat them more for money uh, motivation or or fiscal motivation, but you shouldn't treat them less either because that's not going to help them uh, in the long run to get uh, get well. So basically you need to put that money thing aside a little bit and and just focus on what's 
best for the patient. But that's uh, easier said than done. I, and I realized, realized that. I, I thought it was I, I thought it was difficult to in the beginning. I mean, just telling somebody and, and you know, sometimes they'll challenge you a little bit and say, oh, do I really have to come back next week? I don't have a lot of money and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes, especially in my first year years, I would be a little bit lenient. Oh, it's okay. You can pay just half price today or whatever because I felt sorry for them. But they were usually the, the people that... Uh, you met uh, later that week and um, and uh, they came in a new car or uh, you asked them if they could come back uh, in two weeks but then they were gonna going on an expensive holiday so so for most of the people it's more of a, an issue of priority than that they really can't afford but I mean I, st- I still have some patients that I give it a, a little bit uh, cheaper to and I always feel a little bit a little bit angry at myself for doing it but you 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 kind of you got you have that empathy thing too and you need to have that empathy thing uh, to in order to become a good chiropractor i, I think so so you know a little bit of a mix between uh, being nice and lenient and uh, being a little bit strict because what what you do if you do it well it's it's worth a lot to to patients and it should be worth a lot to you as well because it has a lot of lot to do with how you view yourself and people getting a cheaper ride or uh, getting treatment for free i mean they don't appreciate what they get either so so and that has a little bit to do with the results that you get also because if people don't appreciate what they do they won't follow your recommendations they won't do the exercises you tell them to do because uh, it's not worth anything thing to them because they haven't invested their yeah. money in it so it uh, it backfires on you yeah. uh, on uh, several dig- kind of on, on several levels. I think uh, it was when we were in clinic uh, at Palmer. Somebody told that free, wor- free, t- free treatment doesn't work. Yeah, and to some degree that's uh, actually correct. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's it's an interesting thing, especially now yeah. in the um, areas where there's a lot of um, insurance pa- yeah. patients, yeah. and they will yeah. say, "Oh, yeah, yeah, can I can come four times?" Yeah. But then my insurance uh, runs out, so then yeah. I can't come anymore. Yeah. That's a terrible. It's like it's, it's, it's a <laughs> very bad start for a working relationship with a with a patient because the patient needs to come as many times as he or she needs to needs to come, whether it's two times or whether it's 20 times occasionally and I mean some people have chronic uh, issues that um, they maybe never never will get uh, well from and that's one thing I, I don't take insurance patients in my practice the other guys that I work with they, they take insurance but I don't I don't want to work with uh, insurance companies and I and I also dislike that um, thing that often happens with the, those pa- patients that either have insurance or they have somebody else paying their their treatments is that they generally not all of them but uh, very often they'll follow up what you're doing less they'll feel less of a commitment to follow up both on uh, on coming to the treatments when they're supposed to and uh, doing exercises or stress reduction or whatever else you recommend for that patient because they're not invested in it one of my physiotherapists one of the first physiotherapists i worked with 15 years ago she had been working a place where everybody got free uh, physiotherapy and then uh, (laughs) she had been working with me for a couple of weeks and she says like wow this is amazing people actually follow my advice they do their exercise they actually get better and she was shocked because she had never experienced before yeah practicing is much more fun when people actually get well (laughs) that's kind of the basis for for being a chiropractor to help people to get well and if they don't do what they're told and they don't follow up with their treatment plans or whatever then 
most of the time they don't get well so it's it's less fun it's less fun for the patient because he or she doesn't get well and it's less fun for the practitioner because he doesn't He's, he doesn't feel that he's succeed. So how do you set your price? How do you set your worth? I mean, when you are in the clinic and you're like, oh, how much should I charge for a yeah, treatment? Yeah, that's, uh, that's always uh, difficult. In my clinic, usually, when I, when I started working, there was a price in the clinic where I started with, like a one-year internship in, uh, in Norway. And uh, when you come in there as a, as a new pay, uh, chiropractor, you don't start out being more expensive than the guy that has been there for uh, 20, 20 years. So, so of course, uh, I was just told uh, this is how much uh, treatment costs. And uh, that was it in that clinic. When I started on my own, oh, no, I tried to look around a little bit, see what the other people were um, charging. Now I charge more than uh, the other chiropractors in my hometown because first of all, I, I noticed that uh, or I know that my patients need usually less treatment. So I think it's um, reasonable that I charge a little, little bit more. And I worked for a lot long, longer. When I had been working for about probably 15 years, I, I almost worked myself to death. I was working like crazy hours with a crazy amount of patients. And uh, it became kind of like a spiral where I, I actually needed help from a coach. Most people, they, they'll go see a chiropractic coach to increase their practice. I needed to go to see a chiropractor, chiropractic coach to decrease my practice <laughs> so I could actually see my wife and kids once in a while without being almost half dead on the on the sofa, you're, you're tired. And, well, uh, you know what, it takes a lot more to say no than yes. <laughs> yeah, it, it's much more difficult. So I had to practice that. And one way of limiting my uh, influx of uh, new patient was actually increasing my price because then I started having other people working in my clinic so I jacked my price up compared to theirs to try to push my patients over to these other chiropractors in order to uh, to limit my own uh, workload uh, a little bit so, so I wouldn't be dead by 50. So it, it kind of became a little bit, it's nothing that I've really been too much conscious about. I charged what I thought was about reasonable going rate. I asked my friends to my colleagues how much to charge and I tried to be somewhere in that vicinity but then uh, you know when I got this realization and I was talking to my coach you know how the hell do I stop having that many patients call it call because I was uh, like I said I was working like 13 14 hours days and I had uh, two months two three months of uh, waiting list to, to get in and it wasn't a good situation because because normally your problem is uh, a lot of people's problem is uh, is having the patient come back enough times so they, that you're able to fix them I had to throw the patient out before they were fixed because I had to get in somebody from that waiting list because otherwise that waiting list would have grown uh, like crazy so I kind of got into a, a situation uh, that wasn't productive for for me because I was never able to kind of finish the work on my patient and and also the patient wasn't getting their care so I had people that actually I tried to kick them out and uh, finish them uh, and they were they they were refusing and I remember still remember a lady that was, when I jacked my price up to to almost the double of what I had to try to and she was standing in the waiting room and saying hey, you're never gonna get rid of me I don't give a shit how much you charge you know you got getting rid of me that that way so to all your young chiropractors out there there's hope so just I mean this is your shining star if you want to get to the point where you're going to get coaching to decrease your practice and I promise you will you will get there as long as you just put in the work stay in there stay in there keep working there is um, 
a lot of I've heard plenty of times uh, in my 27 years of practice interns who start they go, they keep working in a clinic and say they have worked there for three four years and they're actually starting to make a lot of money and then there's this sudden attitude <laughs> shift yeah. oh my lord I am uh, making so much money for Atle he's just pulling the money yeah. out yeah. of me and I was like it's oh I can't believe how uh, he wants all this money from me Yeah, which is uh, in a way a little bit true. I, I mean, I felt the same way when I'd been working for a couple of years in the clinic. I started out working with that. I was paying a, them quite a handsome amount of money because my practice increased very quickly. And pretty quickly, I was seeing more patients than the guys that had been there for 15, 20, 20 years. So I can I can kind of understand that. But um, first, uh, first of all, a lot of the patients I was seeing, they were already in the clinic so that These guys that had been there from before, they had attracted those patients to come into the clinic. I didn't have to do that work. I, of course, I attracted also a lot of patients in, into the clinic. So, and, and like I tell my interns, I'm okay with them starting their own practice if they feel that the time is right and they're ready for it. And uh, that's uh, the logical next step for them is to, to start the, their own thing because it has also to do with your identity as a chiropractor. You know, if you're in a clinic and you... You're just working there. Some people feel that they they're not able to realize their dreams of how their dream clinic would uh, would look like, and that uh, also interferes with their mo motivation and and stuff. So if if it comes to that, uh, then um, by all means they they should uh, start their own. And I've had a lot of people that have started their own and come back to me and said, "I'm sorry, I, I was a little bit greedy when I wanted more pay, and uh, because they want this much and that much, and, uh, and I have like." Um, policy where I, I've never charged anyone more than what I paid the people I worked for when I when I worked so I think and I think it, that's a fair deal and generally in Norway we pay our interns or our associates much more than they do in the in rest of uh, the rest of Europe when I talk to people working in Italy working in uh, Switzerland working in Spain France uh, where I teach regularly they, they get much lower percentage of uh, of their gross income as, uh, as the, to, to take home so I think we're very nice to our associates and uh, we're not extorting them or using them in, in any in any way because it, it it costs to run a clinic I mean we have ex expenses and I think it's Fair enough that uh, you pay a little bit for where you're at, basically, and the work that has been done before you came in to do it. And I mean, it was very easy for me when uh, when people talked to me about uh, getting um, more more of the money. We just went through the patient lists, and uh, I was like, "Well, this is my patient. This is my patient. This is my patient." And there were mostly patients from my waiting list that uh, didn't want to wait around for two three months to get into to see me. They went to see the the other. So it's a. I mean, the argument basically. Is, is kind of stranded because they wouldn't have been seeing that many patients in such a little town as uh, as Egerson if, uh, if we didn't have this huge patient influx that, that I basically created and uh, I should be paid a little bit for that. And that's also one of the challenging things if you're starting working at a successful clinic that ha that is very busy and you get a lot of patients in very quickly you might start thinking that the hot shit you know and uh, and that uh, they're all coming there because of you and then you start on your own and you kind of realize that hey maybe it wasn't that easy as it uh, seemed like in that clinic because it has a lot to do with the energy of the clinic and how well known the clinic is and uh, how many people you got you're gonna see there and uh, and the environment that you're working in is a stimulating environment so, so and the, i mean there is also there are clinics 
clinics where two people, I mean, they have offices uh, next to each other and one is super busy, super busy. And one has like uh, nobody on the list like in two months or something. You can kind of build a practice Anywhere. The master circle. I, I was. Uh, I used to go to some seminars with a group called the master circles, and uh, they always said that uh, your practice really just reflects who you are. If you're a ten patient a day chiropractor, you can go into take over practicing fifty patients a, a day, and pretty soon you're going to be down on your ten patients because that's mentally where you're kind of ready ready to be. And it's it sounds a little bit arrogant, but it's actually true. I've had a lot of people coming in to maybe fill in for a year when one chiropractor has been uh, home and they've taken over practices seeing maybe 30, 35 patients a day for many, many years on a regular basis. They're not overtreated or anything like that and uh, within two three weeks they're down to three four five patients a day with the same patient in influx because they they're just not ready to see that amount of patients they don't know how to communicate the patients i can't really put my finger always on it it's just that um, it it just happens and it's kind of magical to see and then you get your chiropractor that's been out for a year comes back in into work and Oops, it's uh, in two weeks, they're seeing 35 a day again. And it's also about, we talked earlier with <laughs> your other colleague, Atle, about vis- visualization. You t- uh, talked a little bit about the visualization when it comes to adjusting. And um, yeah. uh, it's also about uh, visualization when you oh, look yeah. at your oh, uh, yeah. schedule. Oh, yeah. I had this wonderful uh, chiropractor working for me, and she had, was in the beginning, and she was kind of struggling to focus. And then I just asked, okay, so how many patients do you want to see? What's, what's yeah. your perfect yeah. for where you are now? I want to see 17, she said. And she comes, you know, to me three weeks later. It's been crazy. 90% of the days I've been in the clinic, I've seen 17. It's not 18 or 16. Exactly. 17. Exactly. Basically, you get what you ask for. Sometimes you think you're asking for something else than you're getting, but but you're not. Just a a few years ago, I'm moved house and I, I was going through my stuff in the old house and uh, and kind of tidying up and seeing what I could throw away and everything and I came over this uh, list that I, or this uh, goal list that I made when I was uh, a student at, at Palmer Oh, you are one of those who makes yeah, the goal Yeah, I mean, uh, we went to uh, <laughs> me and, uh, and a couple of other Norwegian chiropractors, we heard about this guy called uh, Anthony Robbins, who was at that time, at the start of his career he had a seminar for a small group in a Chicago hotel and we drove to Chicago and went to the seminar probably along with maybe, I don't know, 50, 60 pe- people. Now he's uh, doing seminars for 30, 40,000 people. But back back then he was uh, young and up and up and coming. And we were taught a few things about how to visualize your future, making goals. And, and of course, I wrote down my goal list thing. And then I, in the beginning, you read those things and then you kind of put them somewhere and forget about them. But when I took it out there, it was almost uh, almost a little bit like spooky to see like every goal had turned out pretty much exactly the way I had lined it out back uh, back in the day. And like I did 30, exactly. Almost 30, yeah. Or more than 30 years ago, you know. I found my list a couple of years ago when we moved house. And yeah, on that that's list... That's when you find uh, that stuff, Yeah, you know? I found it. Uh, it was a red book. <laughs> and on the list of 100 things, I had done like maybe nine, no, 87. Yeah. And the last 30, I would not. I was not interested in doing. Yeah. And it was crazy to see that. It just it's, check, uh, check, check, check. Yeah. Because I had it's completely forgotten it's about the list. It's fascinating. You kind of program your brain into something. And of course, you can use that to your advantage. I mean, 
mean, if you want to see more patients, make specific goals. On that note, I'm so happy that you've been here and done some a great, <laughs> great advance. To sum up, you are worth <laughs> a lot more what you think. Usually. Usually. And you have to put in the work and don't be afraid of giving honest advice about number of treatments to your patients. Yeah. Don't think about money when treating the patient. Think about how, what, what more can I do yeah. to, uh, for you as a patient. Think about what services are you giving and treat every patient as if uh, it's free. So treat them as free, Take char- get charged. Just uh, don't be afraid of money. Exactly. Thank you, for Atle, for coming and have a wonderful trip back to Egersund. Thank you. Very nice being here. <laughs>